the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mom and daddy playing footsies with your kids, raising them up, and you don't really teach them the word of God. And by the time they get in college, they have an allegiance to that secular system. And we want to try to figure out what happened. We were playing games with them when they were growing up. We didn't really teach them the word of God. And we didn't show them that we meant business with our God. When your kids see that you don't really care about God and his authority, all they need is an open door and college will give it to them. move and go. That is the title of our message today, subtitled Theology Matters to God. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward and online at grace-bible.com. We are back in Genesis chapter 3 as we take a look at the fall of mankind and what really took place there and what led up to it. You see, That may look like it happened thousands of years ago, but it still happens today on a daily basis. And there are answers. He drove them out, arise, move, and go. In spite of their sin, God still calls them, Adam and Eve, you and I, to the mission field in a world of thorns. We are called to manage and model and mentor redemption that God handed out to Adam and Eve and you and I today. A lot of ground to cover. Let's get right to it. Here's Pastor Jesse once again on today's Way of Grace. When God made Adam and Eve naked and bare and, and, and their skin very, uh, very open, as it were, naked, it made them have a compatibility with the snake. Secondly, because it was their mission to actually name the animals, have authority over them, to guide and control them, there was no, listen, there was no enmity. The enmity only came later in the proto-evangel. What that means is Eve was comfortable around snakes. Are you with me? Now let me keep going because God's sovereign, isn't he? God warned her about the snake. Where, pastor? In Genesis 2, verse 17, when he said, don't mess with that tree. I told you when you're listening to wisdom, wisdom is always inferred, is not explicit because he expects his children to be catechized. He expects his children to be catechized. That is taught. When you're properly taught, here's what you know. If daddy tells me don't eat of the fruit of that tree, then he's already warned me about that snake. Say amen if I'm making some sense. Because I know I'm cutting against the flesh right now. I'd much rather daddy tell me that stop sign is not to be crossed, which is called transgression. Because I don't want you to experience the calamity that comes with it. 
Now, when I cross that stop line, stop sign in that diesel truck with that brother in there that just fell asleep for 10 seconds hits me. I don't get to go to daddy and say, daddy, why didn't you tell me about that diesel truck coming? I did, son. I told you don't cross that stop sign. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called wisdom. And wisdom is justified of her children. I'm getting ready to teach you something. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents experiential knowledge without the fear of God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents the choice for mankind to determine what good and evil is based upon their own experience rather than upon a relationship with God where God tells you what good and evil is and not you determine it on the grounds of subjective experiential bias, which again is postmodernism today. You don't have an authority, they say, that can speak to you from a superposition that tells you what's right and wrong. You have to figure this out on your own. Doesn't that sound like the teacher in the classroom that Eve has inadvertently went into? Exactly. Here's another thing you need to know about grammar if you understood the grammar, which I'm sure you don't, but that's why you're supposed to have competent pastors. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 gives us a construction of verse that infers that the snake has been talking to Eve a few times hence. Yeah, this makes sense to me. This is what we call the cow imperfect verb form. Now the serpent was more naked than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he was saying unto the woman. Imperfect verb form. Anybody who knows grammar in Latin or in Greek, they know this. It's true in the Hebrew. The imperfect verb form is that a conversation has started and it hasn't ended yet. An action has started, but it hasn't ended yet. Most theologians agree with me. That's wrong because I'm, I'm the latter and I agree with them. That based upon that verb form, it is very logical that because there was no divine enmity put between the woman and the snake, she would have been used to being around snakes. And inherent in the mystery here is the idea that at some point she allowed herself to entertain the chaos and turning of things upside down where she is now being taught by a snake rather than teaching him, which she was called to do. Am I making some sense? And so as he was talking to her, and I know where I'm at because I've been here before, the goal of the enemy is to inculcate and implement the five D's. His job is to distract you. Y'all keeping up with me? Because God had said, all of the trees of the garden you may freely eat. That's grace. Plus he knows you. He knows you're going to get full on one tree in about five minutes. By the time you eat of all the trees of the garden, you're going to be mature enough to know you don't have to eat of every tree to enjoy life. Remember I told you, you don't have to be a jack of all trades. So many, plenty of trees in the garden to enjoy. It's a meta- metaphor for fullness in life. And so here we have a situation now where the woman is free to engage with all the animals. She has her own stewardship like the man does. 
And she's now on a day, like I told you, where she hears a voice coming through a snake. This is wild because none of the other animals are talking to her. Stay with me. See, this is what will happen when you don't have a continual line with somebody you can trust to talk to you. This is where a lot of our brothers that are in the distorted realm of psychosis hear voices. When we're not grounded in God, we will be open to voices. This is the danger of false religion and apostate churches where, body, where everybody is open to other revelations than the revelation of biblical truth. This is what makes the Protestant church different than the Catholic church and the Greek Orthodox church and many other churches that are wide open to visions and revelation and all kind of voices. Am I making some sense? When the Protestant church got established, it said sola scriptura is the divine authority upon which we know God is talking to us. All the other time, we're hoping it's God. And we can't know it's God if we don't know his word. Even if God is talking to us in providence, if he's talking to us in the different unctions that life brings about, we know how to hear from God if you're mature. And he'll kick your butt just to let you know it's him if you don't listen to him. Then you go back to the Bible. Oh, yeah, that's what he said back there. Leave that tree alone. Right? But you have a more sure word of prophecy by which you do well to take heed. We learned that last week, or at least in the Christmas narrative. The day star shining out of our heart is Jesus emerging as the light of the world in our dark heart to guide us to glory. And as you're going to learn next week, the Genesis narrative fall theologically is always about a temptation without that's drug us into a dialogue that led to our fall. After the fall, the temptation is within. That's why we got to take up with their son Cain. Because the temptation is within. The first one was without. Are y'all hearing me? So when we lay down the theology of lapsarianism, if you don't know, the nature of the fall, that's lap, to lapse means to fall. Those of us who know something about addiction, we know what that means. When I lapse, I fall. And when I lapse, I lapse not only from external temptations, but I lapse from internal compulsions driving me to rationale and make choices that I know are not good for me. But that's what we're going to learn next week when we deal with Cain, okay? But right now, Eve has been uh, instigated by the adversary. She bought into the proposition. So at last, she started talking to him. And I told you that's where she went wrong. Because she had done something she should not have done. But she did it because she was sleep talking. Pastor Teach, sleep talking is when you're talking and don't know what you're talking about. Sleep talking is when you're pretending you know the Bible, but you don't. God has called us to be children of the day, not children of the night. He called us to be awake. He didn't call us to be asleep. You're not going to be talking coherently in your sleep. Have you ever heard your spouse talking in their sleep? We be talking some crazy stuff in our sleep, don't we? What you talking about? Then you lean in because you you might think you're going to get some revelations on them. (laughs) Eve is sleep talking. She is not awake. She has slipped into the matrix 
because she opened herself up to temptation. That's the way temptation works. Listen to me, child of God. Temptation comes to you smooth. Smooth. That's Proverbs chapter 5. Where Solomon warned about the smooth nature of the uh, illicit woman. Her words are smoother than butter. Sweeter than honey. It's called temptation. And the devil is called the tempter. Raise your hand if you're keeping up with me. I promise I'll let you go. So what happens every day, you and I are often tempted. And it only is a temptation because it comes to you so smooth and so compatible. It actually becomes a silhouette of your fundamental disposition so that often the temptation looks more like you than not. See... I could go into the biological dimensions now after all of this crazy COVID stuff, because a lot of us know a lot about what's going on in terms of the dynamics of the impact upon our bodies with an alien virus running through our system. Right. We know a lot now. The point being is that when you are hit with temptation, you no longer see it as an alien. That initial impulse is something strange. And then after a while, that temptation becomes so smooth that it becomes so much a part of you that you no longer let your antibodies rise up to attack it. You open yourself up to it. And now the viral impact of that particular uh, enemy infiltrating you gets in your head and you don't know the difference between him and you. This is how you know when your loved ones are on social media or your kids and they so imbibe that junk that they start speaking like them and talking like them and acting like them. Let me let me build the bridge here. What Eve did in talking with the serpent when he opened his mouth and says, hath not God said he was using what is called reverse psychology. Hath not God said you shall not eat of every tree of the uh, of the garden. No, he didn't say that. God says you can eat up every tree, but that one. Construction of language is the way the enemy gets people today who don't think well. If you're going to posit a proposition that I share with you, don't change the way I said it. Christians do that all the time with PJ's words. PJ said this. You go back and listen to the tape. No, he didn't. You said he said that. Listen carefully to what he said, and he didn't say what you said. You are inferring that he said that. You can't do that with God. You can't tell people this is what God's words say when you're simply saying what you believe God is inferring. Otherwise, for sure, the Bible is nothing but a bunch of silly Play-Doh that we can shape and form after our own brilliance and genius of inference. Am I making some sense? And I'm going to teach you that before I close. There's a better man who comes along and shows us how to deal with the devil. But before we do, you must know that when Satan saw that Eve did not have an allegiance to say what God said, he had every right to go on and say exactly the opposite of what God said. And he knew she wouldn't call him on it. That's why when he flat out says, you shall not surely die. Man, I would have been, he would have looked up. Where Jesse at? The door would have been swinging open. I would have been running. Lord, save me. Save me. Now I see this snake for all that he is. He's trying to kill me. Because God's commandments are life. 
This serpent just told me to bring God down from his throne. And that's exactly what Eve did. That's exactly what she did. Whether you know it or not, she switched teams. This is what's so dangerous about putting our kids in college. Stay with me. Stay with me. Mom and daddy playing footsies with your kids, raising them up, and you don't really teach them the word of God. And by the time they get in college, they have an allegiance to that secular system. And they're bold enough to abandon the Bible, abandon worship, abandon the hierarchy of God because they got a whole new system they're operating out of. Now, am I making some sense? And we want to try to figure out what happened. We were playing games with them when they were growing up. We didn't really teach them the word of God. And we didn't show them that we meant business with our God. When your kids see that you don't really care about God and his authority, huh? All they need is an open door and college will give it to them. This is why daddy is going to say, son, daughter, y'all got to go. Y'all got to go because you have defied my authority from top to bottom and you let an enemy in that's going to stay in until my real son comes on the last day and fixes all this. Will you hear me? Snakes have been in our houses since the fall. Every house, every church house. My master chose 12 men. One of them was a devil. He's teaching us since Adam and Eve opened up the door, snakes going to always be in your house. You got to always deal with snakes. You got to quarantine them. I shouldn't even go down that path. There's a way to deal with them. There's a way to deal with them. And God told you in the evangelical, the uh, uh, e- evangel over in Genesis 3.15, he told the godly woman, he told her, I'm putting enmity between you and that snake now. It wasn't there before. It's there now. You know what that means, sisters? As a godly woman, you're supposed to hate snakes. I'm speaking metaphorically. See, Jesse wanted to talk about no snakes in heaven, no dogs in heaven, no cats in heaven. I didn't say no such thing. But you're going to have to give me a Bible verse, but I'm going to leave that alone for now. I'm going back. Can I go back? I still got you for a few minutes. So it's important for you to think, to think, to think. We're wasting our time when we don't go deep in God's word. It's so much here. It's so much here around the fundamental fall that we have ignored to our own peril. That's why Paul plopped it down on the church of Corinth, because they had went confused. They had lost sight of the hierarchy authority of God. Now, you remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, right? God, Christ, man, the woman. Is that the way he laid out the order? Is that the way our world works today? Not even in the church. This is exactly why Paul said, I am afraid of you that you fell prey just like Isha did. And now the serpent is in the church creating chaos and confusion and disorder and women are in authority and men are are in a subordinate position. And God never said that in regards to the church. See, the church should be a model of what the world should be in terms of the hierarchy of God's authority. And when we when we violate that standard, we give the world no hope. Am I making some sense? If you're reading your Bible carefully, it's clear. It's clear God is first. Christ becomes a representative of God and man becomes a representative of Christ. And the woman works with the man 
to bring about a family of God in this world that lives under the hierarchy and therefore imminent blessings of God. May I say this as I go on to tie down what Eve did? Everybody that is smart enough to do legitimate statistics across all of the disciplines in the world, trying to figure out what's going on with our world, here's what they know. They know the problem is not racism. They know that. Racism is such an aside issue. The reason you broke ain't because somebody don't like your skin color. Wake up. Your skin color can't keep you from making money. The only thing that's going to keep you from making money is your foolishness and your lack of recognizing God gives you power to gain wealth and to prosper. And if God gives you power to gain wealth and prosper, no devil in hell, I don't care what color he is, can stop you from prospering. We live in a world where the devil is lying to people and they're buying the lie. Unfortunately, my dear sister Isha fell for it. She ate of the fruit and then she went and gave it to her husband. We already dealt with that, did we not, here at Grace? Many times, Adam was not in the transgression. Adam was not standing there listening to the snake talk to his wife or else I'd be kicking his butt. Because every man that would sit there and just let a snake take his wife and bind her and trap her is not a man. And I'm here to tell you, Adam wasn't lost yet. He was still in his innocency, but he wasn't stupid. He was as wise as could be. God's not going to hire a stupid man to run his business. Can I talk to you? You can make Adam some little ignorant buffoon if you want to, but some of us as theologians would surmise that Adam was smarter than any of us today. You take very little of what it means to be a sinner. Adam was not a sinner. Eve was not a sinner. They were brilliant. They just weren't perfect. They were naked. That means they still needed God. And she forgot that she was naked when the serpent came up to her in his nakedness and in his subtlety. And she allowed him to be her equal par. That's postmodernism for you. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has something to say. Get rid of all of these rows of chairs that we have here, because this is hyper authoritarianism. Let's make a circle. Let's make a circle and give the mic to, to, to Satan. He has something to say, too. We all have something to say. Give it to Satan. He has, he, in fact, Jesus said he got a lot to say. We're all just trying to figure it out. Everybody's opinions are equal. Did you hear what I just said? It is smooth as butter, isn't it? We love everybody, even the devil. Smooth as butter, isn't it? Smooth as butter. See, you and I don't know that the gospel has been contaminated by secularism and bad thinking people today. The churches are completely just brought into captivity by this kind of faulty logic. Compliance and tolerance of evil has allowed the Bible to be obscured. But every society where you go in all of human history, where we have the hierarchy right, the society is blessed. 
God called Israel out in order to establish a hierarchy of God and man and woman and family under Torah to show how a world could be blessed under the one true and living God. Am I making some sense? The church don't look nothing like that. The church don't look nothing and therefore Christian families don't look that way. You find a Christian family that walks in the biblical rule of God, you find a blessed family. I don't care what they're going through. You can talk about them in all kinds of different ways. But when they have that through line of God first, that vertical through line of God first, that's a unique family of God. Take a lot of grace because they got to deal with snakes, too. This is exactly what's going on. So the, the outcome is a false vision and the effect is spiritual death. We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write, 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. I care what they might say. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.